Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of The Voice of X. Um, hope you guys um, had a good weekend, good Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I had originally intended on um, talking about COVID today, uh, which, I mean, holy cow, like that hasn't completely absorbed our lives over the last, it's unbelievable, almost two years now, almost two years. 15 days to flatten the curve, and we're at almost two years. It's ridiculous. I just kind of want to lay a foundation of that. But but I was reading, going through some news clippings today, and I decided to, uh, clippings, that sounds kind of old, news articles online. Um, and as I said before, I mean, this is my podcast. We're kind of doing more opinion-based. So I decided to change it up a little bit based upon an article I read and that just kind of, Decided, I don't know, just maybe changed my mind of how on how well what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so the article was about Matthew McConaughey, and he's decided not to run for governor of Texas. In case any of you guys don't know, he's been kind of throwing out this idea that he was maybe interested in running for governor, um, never really said whether it was Republican or Democrat. And you know, he got a lot of support, and they seemed to anyway. And I just decided I wanted to talk about this because I, I really it's like, okay, I mean, I knew he, I knew this was happening, um, but I didn't really know that much about him politically. I mean, I know his movies. I like his movies. Ed TV was great. Of course, uh, Dazed and Confused. Um, you know, I, I've only haven't seen a ton of his movies. The ones I've seen have been really good. I've really liked him, but I didn't know much about him. Oh, and I mean, I like Wild Turkey. You know, Long Branch, especially, which was his, is actually trying to be really good. Um, but uh, anyway, I just I, I decided to kind of talk about this. Um, he's because he's really been. I came to find that he's been very tight-lipped um, on where he lies politically, and um, he's never really declared whether he would run as a Republican or Democrat. As I said, so I started looking into some things and some things that I found out about him, which is very few, very little, by the way. Um, he had an interview recently here, um, and he said, uh, what I've, what I've learned, he said, he's learned a lot that we have some problems we need to fix, that our politics need new purpose, uh, that we, that we have divides that need healing. And no, I, that was his quote, by the way. And I agree with some of those things. We're definitely becoming very polarized, um, very separated in a way that's just not good um, as a country. I don't know about you, but I'm finding a lot of these people on the left, I just can't, I mean, I don't know how to fix it. I can't live with these people. I can't live with people that are so far outside. The, you know, it used to be being a Republican and a Democrat, you were and conservative and liberal, I should say. It was kind of this Venn diagram, you know, and you had this overlap in the middle where we're still proud to be American. We hold these, these historically traditional American standard and values and it's just, but how to achieve them was different and it's not like that anymore. They don't even hold the American values anymore. They 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 they, they just totally want to abolish our history and destroy our traditions and destroy everything the United States has stood for and all blaming it on racism and whatnot, which we can go into that on a different podcast, but it's I agree with him on this, but what I get really gun shy about when it comes to these celebrities is uh, I worry that they really want to kind of ride the fence 
kind of play that moderate. Well, we can give in with this and give in on this side and give in on that side. And what we really need is we need somebody who's going to stand up for what's right, stand up for our values and uh, and, and our standards, and 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 stand up for for these American values. Uh, it's really time to apply that standard to our nation once again. We used to, and we don't anymore. So we don't really need somebody who's going to ride the fence. In Texas, you guys don't want somebody who's going to ride the fence, okay? I'm not saying that's what he's doing here, but he doesn't really give any clear path, any clear opinion, nothing. It's just very kind of vague coming from him. So I also want to talk about uh, another thing I found in him was he he's not in support of the Texas abortion law uh, that just passed recently. Um, here's what he said. He said, the last abortion law in Texas feels overly aggressive to me. It doesn't seem to open up any room for a sensible choice to be made at the right time. Uh, he goes on to say, I believe it's six weeks. You know, he just doesn't agree with it being six weeks, being the cutoff for it. So, I mean, so, I mean what age do you save the life of a baby, Mr. McConaughey? I mean, what, at what point do you do that? Uh, the left always points to rape and incest, including I think he did in this article. Um, but the reality is that rape and incest, it, it, dude, it makes up less than 1% of abortions. And abortion for health and life of the mother, it's also extremely rare. That's another thing they point out. These are extreme rarities. That, that, that they, don't, they account for such a small portion of abortions. It's ridiculous, but that's what they always try and point to. Um, and according to Life, a Life News article, um, pro-life leaders estimate that the law, this current law that just went into effect in Texas, it's already saved thousands of, of lives of unborn babies. And uh, several recent polls show a majority of Texans and Americans, they support this law. So um, he doesn't, he, look, majority of Texans, you guys support this new abortion law. Mr. McConaughey, he doesn't. All right. So, um Another, another issue for him is when it comes to uh, vaccines, vaccine mandates. And again, he's kind of vague. Now, he did um, recently say he did not, he opposed vaccine mandates for children and then had to come out and clarify that he opposes vaccine mandates for children 5 to 11. Um, and now that's a good thing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, I agree with that too. Um, but I don't agree with vaccine mandates at all. From the government or from businesses or anything else my health is not your business uh, this isn't smallpox it doesn't kill you know 30 percent of the population matter of fact if you're under the age of 65 and have no um 60 or 65 and have no pre-existing conditions you're probably not gonna uh, stand much of a chance of dying from it at all uh, it, the bottom line is um <laughs> He only goes as far as saying for small children, but he doesn't really go and talk about mandates in general for everybody. And I couldn't really find anything on it from him. Uh, when asked if there was some kind of scam about the vaccines, he's quote to say, hell no. We all, uh, all got to get, uh, get, get off that narrative. There's not a conspiracy theory on the vaccines. Well, uh, I'm thinking that maybe he should go watch Glenn Beck's latest uh, chalkboard talk where he really links a lot of the vaccines, a lot of the vaccine and the money and everything to the government. And uh, like there might actually be a scam going on. But I'm beginning to I get the feeling that he kind of is leaning toward that. Um, yeah, maybe not for little kids, but for everybody else. And I don't know. There's not much on there. Again, very, very vague. And now... This bothered me a little bit because um, 
let me find my paperwork here. Um, according to a, a poll or is a magazine article, um, yeah, New York Post article said that about 40% of Texans, including 49% of Democrats, had told pollsters they wanted McConaughey to trade Hollywood for Austin, the Austin Statehouse. Based on what? And and this is this is where I want to go with this. It's not just about McConaughey running for running for Texas governor. He's not, by the way. He said he's not anyway. Um, but the fact that so many people support him with knowing so little about him, um, just they just like him. He's a popular celebrity. That's it. And he kind of smacks of some conservative talk. Um, but be careful what you call conservative. I'm a Californian. All right. Um, I, I was duped into voting for Arnold Schwarzenegger, at least during the second run. I didn't vote for him during the recall election. I voted for McClinic because, I mean, he just, I'm sorry, he was the guy for the job. He would have done a much better job. And I was bashed on by a lot of my conservative friends for that. Um, you know, basically, you cat walled by not voting for Schwarzenegger, you cast a vote for Bustamante and uh, whatever. Um, I did vote for him during the second one, and boy, I, I really felt duped. I felt ripped off afterward. He ended up being extremely culturally left, Schwarzenegger did. Okay? Uh, now, follow me on this here. I'll, I'll get to my point in just a couple minutes here, okay? Schwarzenegger, I mean, he supports gun control. He supports environmentalism. He supports uh, stem cell research uh, from aborted stem cells. Um, he's pro-abortion, with the exception, I believe, of partial birth abortion, at least at the time. That may have changed. I don't know, but he was pro-abortion. Uh, he approved an assisted suicide measure. And... Uh, he was also on record as saying he, uh, now here's the thing, while he was on record as saying he believed marriage to be between a man and a woman, he campaigned against Prop 8, which would have preserved marriage as between a man and a woman, and by the way, was voted for in, the, in, in California, uh, it won, it, it went through, it passed, and then, you know, it went up through the ranks and went to court, and and uh, actually a homosexual judge cast it out, said it was unconstitutional, uh, the people voted for it. He campaigned against it, even though he was saying that he was for traditional marriage. And so, so he's a liar, right, basically. I, I mean, I would guess. He just it was less than truthful. Let's say that. He said one thing, did another. You call it what you want. I'm not going to necessarily call it a liar, but it is what it is. Doesn't support what I support. Um, I also recall at the time, I, I read an interview, and I've been really trying to find it. I can't find it now, so I can't call it a quote. This is just something I heard, so take it as that. Um, but he had said something along when he had asked about politics, and he had made mention that he was, he was tired of the religious right. That bothered me. I mean, here's a guy who I always thought was just, oh, I mean, he hangs out with the Bush family, and he's a Republican, and... But it seemed odd that he married into the Kennedy family with Maria Shriver. Um, but, yeah, he ended up just being, I mean, while he was fiscally conservative, he was culturally extremely liberal. Let's not even call it liberal. Let's call it left because that's really what it was. He was a leftist when it came to to, uh, uh, to the culture. So, and I mean, look at him now. In 2015, he was flipping out about Indiana's religious freedom law. And uh, in regards to COVID, I mean, you guys have probably all heard of this in his YouTube video uh, recently. He had said that, uh, and this is his quote, there's a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we can prevent it is to get vaccinated, get masks, do social distancing, washing your hands all the time. And not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of, uh, kind of disturbed here. He said, no, screw your freedom. No, screw your freedom. Yeah, my Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
interpretation of screw your freedom. And th that's what he said. I mean, screw your freedom. Really? I mean, aside from the blatant disregard for the facts and the science that actually supports the opposite of what he said was saying about COVID, um, listen, what he, listen to what he's actually saying. Screw your freedom. Seems like he's not the first Austrian in history to say that, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, and again, actually, I'm not bashing on Schwarzenegger. He can believe what he wants. He can have whatever opinion he wants. And as an actor, I like him. I, Voice of X, guys, I'm a Gen Xer. I love the 80s action flick movies. All right. I, I mean, Schwarzenegger's, I, I don't know the last, at least not a, a Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s that I didn't like. So um, uh, it's it's not that I, I, I can't stand on Schwarzenegger, but I mean, this idea that we voted for this guy under the belief that he was this conservative and he just, he was a Republican, but he was not conservative. Uh, so uh, running for office is more than a popularity contest. I guess that's what I'm really trying to say to everyone here. But especially the people of Texas, do your research when you vote. I mean, how often do you go to the polls and you see people literally with their sample ballot there and they're just doing it as they go? I mean, really? I, I, you need to start thinking of voting as more than just a right. It's a duty. You need to do your due diligence and, and research what you're voting for, whether it be a new measure or a ballot, I'm um, sorry, a, a bill or, or the person you're voting for. It's important to do some research. I mean, I, I know people in Texas, uh, I know you guys, at least from what I've seen online, seem a little frustrated with, with Governor Abbott. Honestly, I'm from California. I'd gladly trade you. I have Gavin Newsom. I'll take Abbott any day of the week. But, you know, I know it's about where you are. You're in a different place to where I am. And, I mean, holy cow. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm, I could probably name a dozen people that would be a better choice than Gavin Newsom right now. Uh, but I'm just saying, but like I said, the point of this podcast is that before anybody votes to really look into the background of the candidate, especially in the primaries, by the way, not once the... That's the primaries is the time to weed out these rhino swamp rats. Okay, if you wait until they're on the ticket on the ballot, it's just you're, you're going to find yourself having to vote for the lesser of two evils. I mean, okay, uh, I'll vote for I don't even remember who Schwarzenegger ran against. They vote for Schwarzenegger or vote for the other Democrat who's even more left. Not only is is culturally left but fiscally left. You're kind of left without choices. You need to do your research now, and I'm saying this because. The primaries are coming up, and then the 2022 elections are coming up. It's important that we get on this now. Don't be duped by these so-called, they're not, I say so-called conservatives, the Republicans, they're not conservative. Do your homework, okay? It's you Really, it's important to look into the background of this. And I, I mean, honestly, there's no reason not to. I mean, you guys, guys, we hold, there's a world of information in your pocket there's no reason you can't go out there and look into these people, into their past and everything else, okay? It's important to choose good leaders. John Jay, one of the nation's founders, he said, Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christian Christians for their rulers. Now, this statement... <sighs> 
it gets today's leftists, it gets their backs up. I mean, they go nuts, all right? But the progressives of the day, Jefferson, Franklin, they didn't have an issue with that. Why? Because it wasn't suggesting it as a requirement for office. There was no litmus test. You have to be a Christian run for office. That's not it at all. But because Christians, they're expected to hold themselves, especially at that time, and it should still be like this now, they hold themselves accountable to God Almighty and conduct themselves according to certain principles, the biblical principles, decorum, virtue, integrity, a character for goodness sake. I mean, these things are important in leadership. I mean, that doesn't mean that we look for someone who's perfect. That's not going to happen. No one's perfect. And if you look at any of our, my past, your past, your parents' past, anybody's past, you're going to find, you're going to find mistakes, guys. You're going to find some big mistakes, but where are you now? How has your life changed? Where's the fruit of that change? That's what we need to look at. And as Christians, we should be looking for Christian rulers. And by the way, you have to be careful with that too, just because they say they're Christians. You still have to do the research. Okay, they say they're Christians. Are they bearing fruit like a Christian should? Are they living their life the way a Christian should? And the Bible has some things to say about this. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-16 through 16 say, says this, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Now we're talking about, in this particular sense, we're talking about church leadership, but it goes for, for, your, politi- for, your, for leadership within your, 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 your city, your county, your state, your country. I mean, I, let's, let's have a look at, at uh, Joe Biden's household. How about Hunter Biden? Can he manage, has he managed his own household? Well, what's the fruit? What kind of fruit has he has he has he bared, and yet and yet people voted for him, I, despite the fact we, we, we okay stolen election whatever it doesn't matter there were people who voted for him I personally know people who voted for him how could you vote for somebody like that? Now again like I said it's talking about church leadership but it should also apply to the nation especially a Christian nation which we are by the way we can go to the history lesson on that and talk for hours on it, um, but. The reality is, even if you aren't a Christian, I mean, wouldn't you rather have a Christian who believes that he'll be held accountable to God? And it's, especially if you can make sure he practices what he preaches. But don't you want somebody who, want, who believes he's going to be held accountable to God for his office rather than a non-Christian who believes that he's accountable to no one but himself? My point in this podcast was to encourage you to really look at voting, like I said, as a duty more than just a right. You need to take a very vested interest in the elections because they're not only going to greatly affect your future, but my future, my kids' futures, my families, your friends, everybody around us collectively is going to affect our future. Take the time to research the candidates. Like I said, we live in the information age, guys. There's no reason you can't crack open your phone, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it is, and look into these people's past. If it's local, go to go go talk to them. That you can go meet these people, ask them questions, hold them accountable, see what they have to say. Are they really conservative? Do they really practice what they preach? It's time, guys, we stand up and take control of our own nation. We need to do this. We need to get involved. We need to take not just vote along party lines, 
It's time to change. We can change. It's not going to change unless we do. I'm sorry. I, I, I know there's a lot of people out there, naysayers, who talk about just no hope. It's over. It's done. I just don't believe that. God's still in the miracle business. We, through prayer, through changing ourselves and getting more involved, in, even if it's just taking that active interest in researching and, 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 and doing our due diligence to make sure that that valuable vote is cast correctly, that could go a long way to changing some things. So anyway, um, I hope you guys had I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, that's really kind of all I wanted to, to talk about to, to, for today. It's, it's time we reestablish a, a standard for our society and its leaders. And um, I want to, you know, I, that's about all I'm really going to say. But I, I do hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. Uh, and if you didn't listen to the history of Thanksgiving portion of my last podcast, um, I know today's a little bit shorter than the last one because I actually tacked that on to the last podcast. Um, I'm going to try and keep these podcasts around 20, 30 minutes, unless maybe we have an interview, then in which case it'll go longer. Um, but uh, you, I, I hope you listen to it. It was pretty interesting. I, if, if you didn't, I encourage you to go back and listen to it, uh, especially since this Thanksgiving we just had was exactly 400 years after the first Thanksgiving that the Pilgrims had in Plymouth, uh, 1621. So um, anyway, that's all for today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Um, if you have any suggestions for how I can make it better, uh, please feel free to contact me. My, my email address is on there. I don't, uh, I don't debate these topics. If you don't like them... Turn it off. Go someplace else. That's fine. These are really based around my opinion. I make sure they're informed opinion. Give you guys information. Um, the next one will we'll cover the foundations of uh, COVID. Just kind of a, a recap of everything that's happened over the last two years. Um, if, you, if, if you can, head on over to Twitter and Instagram. Follow me there as well. Um, so until next week, guys, don't give up the fight. And God bless.